Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Again, I know I say this a lot, but you guys are fantastic. Your support has been just blows my mind, and I have so much gratitude for all of you. Thank you for sharing with this with the people that you know. It really has grown um, our you know our fan base, if you will. And I just can't thank you guys enough. I also like to thank our sponsors, Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, Eye Hill Institute, uh, my friend Drew Peterson, and uh, Living uh, Interve- Living Recoveries Interventions, uh, another great organization there by Travis. I uh, love you guys. Thank you for believing in me, and it really has helped grow this. And we're saving lives, man. I get. Uh, I was just talking with our. Uh, our guest here, I'm going to introduce here in just a minute about how uh, this is saving lives, and I, that's why I'm doing this, and I'm just grateful for, for these opportunities. Uh, we've had amazing guests on our show, and today's going to be no different. We have Colby Bauer. Thank you for joining us, Colby. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. excited about this one. Um, uh, his wife couldn't come. We were going to maybe have her on. Her name is Mackenzie. Two amazing people, and she's, they are she's the, the better one. Yeah, she's the better. <laughs> we'll give her props there for sure. But uh, Colby and Mackenzie are the founders and creators of Thread Wallet, right? Mm, yep. Is that how you say it? Thread yep, Wallet. Thread yep. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I have a Thread Wallet that I'm using. I just showed him, and it's a, uh, it's uh, something they don't still sell, but man, they've grown and they've expanded, and boy, it's amazing where this organization and company is now yeah it's come a long way a lot bigger than we ever thought it would be we're yeah. at, i think 62 employees and you know well into eight figures a year when we wow. set out we were like if we could just make sell five walls a day we're we got it you know yeah, like we that's, got it. that's enough yeah so it's come a long way and we're um, still having a great time with it it's yeah awesome. well it's amazing your story around that but we'll get to that in a minute but what i'd like to do is Let's get, you know, our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe your childhood, where you grew up and kind of what that looked like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Arizona. I was born in Utah. I can't claim it. I moved away when I was two. (laughs) Um, And then I uh, so grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I have three older sisters. I'm the the youngest spoiled boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Spoiled by my sisters and spoiled by my dad, of course. (laughs) Uh, anyways, yeah, I, I grew up, my dad is one of just that very adventurous soul, you know, so yeah. was, he's a financial advisor. Um, and so he, he made a living based on connecting with people pretty much, you know, okay. and, and providing a service, but more or less it was all based on relationships. So he was always getting into things that his client clients were into. So that was anything from hunting to snowmobiling to fishing to four-wheeling and horseback riding scuba diving like it was just you know i grew up doing those things all the time um my dad was also uh, very much into sport traditional sports so i grew up playing basketball even though i'm only five two (laughs) (laughs) i think think i'm five seven but well you're probably really fast and a good shooter (laughs) right (laughs) yeah um i actually really excelled in soccer that was my my sport and then um played golf growing up as well um i ended up 
playing collegiate soccer at BYU oh, and then wow. and BYU Hawaii. So I had this opportunity to kind of bounce back and forth uh, nice. fr- from place to place, which was amazing. Um, but anyways, yeah, I grew up uh, full support from my parents in anything that I did. And I was always, I, know, I can't remember a time when I was just in the house, you know, I just loved yeah. being outside and whether it was on my skateboard, my bike, uh, grew up snowboarding, um, competitively wakeboarded. Um, and so I, I was always attracted to action sports. That was something that I found a lot of, um, I think just fulfillment and now looking back kind of therapy, you know, sure. so, you know, oh, yeah. like I wouldn't have been able to call it therapy back then. Yeah. Now I can, I can kind of see it as like, yeah. Oh wow. That was like the community, the, um, overcoming fears and overcoming anxieties and, you yeah. know, being resilient, like all those l- natural lessons that are taught through action sports. I think I carry you know, I've carried through my life into entrepreneurship and starting a family and those types of things. But yeah, anyways, I was always attracted to those types of sports. Well, that's awesome. Obviously watching your dad doing what he was doing as well. I mean, I'm sure, you know, that also helped kind of give you the, I guess the foresight of doing that. This is kind of what I want to do. What were some of the biggest lessons you learned from your parents growing up? Such a good one. I, so my mom has been an alcoholic my entire life. So, and Mm. I, and as a, as a kid growing up, I was pretty naive to it. So I remember when I actually found out, like I get home from school and my mom's passed out in her closet and I like try to shake her and she kind of comes to, and she's like, you need to call your dad. Um, and I was like, well, where's your phone? And she said to my car. So I went to the car and out rolls a a vodka bottle, you know? And I was like, that was one of those things where, you know, I, I had kind of seen signs of, of a problem, but I couldn't have pieced it together. That was probably when I was like five or six years old, you know? So I, I didn't really understand the weight of the problem. And I was in denial. I remember my oldest sister, she was like, yeah, mom, mom's mom drinks. And you know, we grew up in a Mormon household. So like oh, okay. drinking was not, you were like, like what? yeah, like yeah. that's not what we do, you know? Yeah. And so I was in denial about that. Um, but so I saw signs of, of that, whether it was like her throwing up and, you know, in the bathroom or her drinking and driving and getting in multiple wrecks and, mm. or just my mom and dad arguing all the time, those types of things that, um, kind of grew up in that household. So I, I, to answer your question, the things that I learned, um, came from just experience, not like my dad sitting me down and, and kind of writing out, here's the lesson, the life lesson, but it was, yeah. um, being able to deal with those types of things, those stresses at an early age. And, you know, because luckily I never got addicted to alcohol, but, um, when you have a loved one addicted to something like that, a substance that's that roller coaster is pretty heavy, you know? And as a kid, you don't know what's going on really. Like you, you know, all of a sudden your mom's not at home anymore and she's at rehab for a few months. And then, um, marriage is on rock. So like your dad leaves and you just don't know what's going on. So it's yeah. kind of like you're in this weird unknown and you just kind of have to live with distraction, distracting yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I sure. think that's kind of, I turned to my sisters, but it mostly I turned to friends as family yeah. and sports. And well, yeah, you mentioned how you can look back and all those action sports was like therapy. And, and again, that's probably what you were doing as a way to kind of you know, hopefully forget kind of the the pain that you're watching your mom and dad go through, which obviously spilled over to the kids. Yeah. Right. 100%. I think that's uh, the community that you find in sports, in whether it's soccer, it's your team in skateboarding, it's your friends. You kind of build your own team, which is fun. But that 
that community is what makes you, you know, get yeah. through those things. And then obviously the sport itself, but the community that's associated with the sport, it, it's everything. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, and, and we just talked, you know, up, up before we started that your, your mom's 18 months clean, Yeah, which is awesome. I know. That's so amazing. I just want the listeners to know that, Hey, she's working on this and she's yeah. doing good right now. And, um, but again, I can imagine how hard that's been just watching someone that, you know, you know, that you've looked up to and obviously she's your mom to struggle. I'm sure that was a very difficult thing to watch. Oh, yeah, man, it was so hard. I think I dealt with pretty severe anxiety and I didn't mm -hmm. really, I couldn't pinpoint it, you know, for probably 15 years. It was really where it started to like show itself. And I, I thought it I would just, I had to live with this constant stomach ache and mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was dietary and comes to find out it was stress related, anxiety related. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think, <clears throat> I guess fast forward through some of all of this was in 2020, my mom got through this, she was in this crazy binge cycle, lost her job and mm -hmm. got stuck in um, this really bad binge cycle, found herself on the streets. She had kind of exhausted all of the family's homes, you know, yeah. how that goes. And um, she was basically, I was praying that she'd either go to jail or really pass away. Like that was it, like the end for me wasn't wasn't pretty and yeah. i just wanted it to end like yeah. my anxiety was so crazy there was i remember the one week i had like three panic attacks and i was like oh, man. i can't at this point i'm just it was so unmanageable I, before i felt like i could manage it pretty well and yeah. then um this like kind of all came to this uh i don't know this me questioning why is this all happening in a genuine question yeah, like right. why why has this not come to an end you know what because there's been so many opportunities for it to end yeah. whether by death or otherwise sure. it's like there must be a reason why this is still going like maybe there's something i still haven't learned yeah and anyways i i trusted that and wow. i ended up uh finally going to see a therapist and got on some medication and all oh, those wow. things but okay um i think w one thing i learned throughout all that was um I think this is the reason why, so to speak, the yeah. quote reason why it all had to happen this way and last so long was we were at thread. We were running this campaign called carry on. It was, um, mm, it was yeah. all centered around, uh, really influencing people to keep pushing, right? Like the carry yeah. on narrative, which is, yeah. you know, we sell carry goods, which was really cool. Yeah. But then it was like, okay, what's the, what's the like narrative behind this, the emotional narrative, mental narrative that we yeah. want to push. So it was like, okay, how do you push through, you know, trial or how do you keep progressing? Um, those types of stories that we were telling and we did this really cool, fun video series and all this. And it just lined up where I was going through this hard time and I was reflecting on this narrative. And anyways, long story short, Mackenzie and I knew we wanted to give back with thread. We knew right. that whatever we were given, we wanted to like make sure yeah. that we could somehow help people. And throughout the years we had, given in, in a number of different organizations, whether that's like cash donations or, you know, whatever we could do, whatever, whatever we could offer. Mm -hmm. And then once we, um, kind of, I started to reflect on this, I was like, this is where we need to give back. Carry yeah. on is the, the, the hero slogan for thread. This yeah. is why, this is why I believe we've had success. Yeah. This is where we can give back. And so we, we decided we we started a nonprofit called carry on foundation which is all centered around teaching youth the importance of mental health 
yeah. and teaching them how uh, action sports and outdoor recreation and how you can find life skills in those. So oh, yeah. we've I built this indoor skate park in Utah County and we've been coaching, you know, 40, <laughs> 50 kids in the awesome. past six months. And so it's pretty new. Yeah. But, um, but I believe that I've gone through all of that and my mom's had to go through all of that for me to really understand the why. Yeah. which is now I can I can take yeah. what I've learned and now give back. Wow, that's so beautiful, Colby, because I think I say this to my clients all the time. Life happens for us because I meet with clients who have been through hell and back, just kind of like what you're describing, what you went through. And, you know, and when they don't see the reasons why, it's like it causes all this suffering. But once they start seeing why, because look at what you're doing now with that carry on series you're talking about. You featured someone on there that I watched. It blew my mind. Um, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who was attacked by a dog. Yeah. And I mean, it's a pretty graphic thing what happened to her face. Yeah. But to see her attitude mm -hmm. and to see the things that you've, uh, you know, you've highlighted in that carry on series and what that means and what that means for her to keep carrying on despite what's happened to her and yeah. to watch her testimony on that series blew my mind. Cool. It brought me to tears. Yeah. Yeah, and her so, story is incredible. It's incredible. Her face got completely ripped off by a pit bull. Her friend's dog just randomly ripped her her upper whole upper lip. Yeah, and she was she's a beautiful person. She's beautiful, you know, aesthetically. Yeah. She's just a, a a beautiful person. Yeah. So for her to deal with this, like now having yeah. no pretty much like no yeah. upper lip and her teeth are revealed. That was, that's hard, right? Very difficult. But, yeah, but she's been very optimistic through it all. But, but uh, the reason why, and yeah, the reason why I point this out, one of the reasons is had you not gone through what you went through Colby and, and then having these, I, you would never have had this maybe platform to do this, but yet now this platform is helping someone like Brooklyn, you know, it's just, it, you, when you connect the dots, it just kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, looking back, it's easier to connect the dots. Right. And yep. you can, it's like the quote, you don't wait for the rain to stop to be grateful or you don't wait for the rainbow to come out to be grateful for the rain. Yeah. And that's the hardest, the yeah. hardest trick in life is to be grateful for the Love downpour that. while it's coming down on you, you know, yeah, and wow. to try to connect the dots in that while the rain's coming down, yeah. it's much easier to look back and go, Oh, thank you. Thank you for yeah. this trial. And, yeah. um, but man, and it's sometimes impossible to really kind of get into that mindset but if you can i believe that's when the pain starts to go away you yeah. know or at least you can deal with the pain that much better because you go okay there's something bigger and better waiting here there's yeah. a rainbow at the end that i'm yeah. i know is going to come out um and so it, it gives you that an extra push or courage or confidence to get yeah. through and, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's why everyone loves your loves you guys but also loves your your company thread wallets because you are giving back. You are making a difference. You, you're not just like, hey, we're, which proves you're not just in it to, to make money, but you're in it to actually make a difference. Yeah. Right? 100%. And I think that's, like you said, that's why you're successful. And I think that's why things are moving in the direction they are. And again, an amazing company when you when you guys, uh, if you haven't ever seen their products, you guys will we'll show you how you do that. But uh, really cool to watch you go, do all that. So why don't we talk, I mean, we could talk about that, this concept around your mom and everything the whole time but um, I do think we need to move because I want to, them to know how did you meet your wife Mackenzie okay yeah right we, because this <laughs> also has to do with how thread wallets even came about yeah 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 the origin of thread <laughs> is kind of a fun story it was like an accident right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so I well I had I was playing soccer at BYU and 
in walks at one of the tryouts in walks this coach that I'd never seen before. And mm-hmm. so I, I was talking to some of the players and I was like, who's this guy? And um, they're like, he's the BYU Hawaii coach. And basically he just picks up like the stragglers or like anyone that the BYU coach doesn't want. Right? Like, so <laughs> okay. if he like comes up to you, it's kind of like a, a hit to your bride, you know, you're yeah. like, Oh, um, but so he comes up to me and I'm like, Oh no. But, and mm-hmm. I, I think the pride in me was like, uh, I already play at BYU, you know, like, yeah. but um, he's like, I know, I know. Like, do you, um, but have you ever considered playing in Hawaii? And, and for whatever reason, I just never thought that that was an opportunity. Yeah, right. So um, he kind of paints this picture of this beautiful, you know, Laie on Oahu, just like yeah. the beautiful Hawaii lifestyle. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted that. Because growing yeah. up in Arizona, I had I always envied the California kids that had the ocean, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I turned to wakeboarding when I probably would have surfed if I had the ocean. Sure, oh yeah. So I was like, <laughs> this is my opportunity to learn to surf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, long story short, I took the opportunity and, and went out to Hawaii. And uh, I remember the first week I went out and I accidentally just, I was kind of, you know, a kook, right? Trying to learn how to surf. <laughs> and uh, I left my wallet in my board shorts and lost my wallet to the ocean in, yeah. within the first week I was out there. And it hadn't been the first time I lost my wallet. I was, right. I'm pretty known for, I've like <laughs> pretty known for losing stuff. Right. So anyways, I knew the, you know, the process. I got to renew my credit card and my ID mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And in the meantime, I go online to look for a new wallet. And I just typed in men's wallets on Google to kind yeah. of see what showed up and go to the images. And it's just like this never ending scroll of the, your dad's wallet, you know, it's yeah, just like this. I, I call them the George Costanza exactly. wallet, the, the big fat thing that you're, you're sitting like this because it's yeah. hurting your back because it's so big in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exact. So, and first off, that wasn't me. Like I, right. I, I was living in Hawaii. I needed like this minimum. I loved the minimalist lifestyle. Sure. Yeah. And then also I was always attracted to kind of like these action sport brands or like these lifestyle brands that were more expressive so Mm. i anyways long story short i just i was going through this uh the food land it's the local grocery store Mm -hmm. and i see this thick rubber band around one of the broccoli Broccoli, stems or like asparagus they have uh you know and i just went over there and i swiped that and just threw it around my cards and cash and i was like this is my new wallet (laughs) i loved it it was so perfect especially for like because I didn't want a leather because being in wet board shorts most of the day, you're, you you right. don't want it to like ruin the leather. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So I had this this rubber band. And then uh, during that semester at school, I was required to come up with a product idea that we would launch on Kickstarter. It's a crowdfunding website. And um, so I'm going through, I'm thinking like, what could I do? And to me, the easiest product would have been a wallet, you know, yeah. and it's something that everybody could use. And so I started exploring this and um, I ended up coming up with this new rubber band as a wallet, this little (laughs) elastic, right? But I didn't have a sewing machine. So I started gluing things and stapling, you know, it just looks so bad. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I took this idea back home uh, to Utah and I didn't, you know, I launched the Kickstarter and did all right. It was okay. It was just a class project. Right. Yeah. And, um, but I remember thinking like, I, I think there's some possibility that we could, we could actually make something with this, Yeah. but I needed a sewing machine. So I'm looking around asking people if they have a sewing machine and I, I, um, this girl had a sewing machine. So I, I go over and she teaches me how to sew and <laughs> I've never, you know, never You're really used one. Now, yeah. 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 I'm sewing in her bedroom and, um, she, I she actually it. told me, she's like, you know, this, this would be, a, I would use this wallet if it had a key ring on it. 
and mm. I was like, I had just met this girl. So at first I'm like, kind of like, who are you to say like, what, <laughs> this is yeah, my what, product. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was like for sure a guy wallet, right? Like this is a front pocket wallet for guys. Yeah. And there's no way girls want, like they have their yeah. purse, they have their clutch, you know. That's sure. Like, yeah. And she's like, no, I would use this, especially if like I could attach my keys or my gym pass, whatever to it. And so yeah. I was like, all right, sure. So she mm. grabbed this headband off of her doorknob and she cut it up and she um, sewed it in and put a key ring around it. And sure enough, like I remember later that day, I took a picture of, I actually have this picture of me at Costco, like <laughs> loving this thing because right. it had my keys on it. I was like, this is actually like, she was smart, you know? She's like, yeah. So yeah. she, she helped me out. But, um, you know, I think you guys probably know the story, but I ended up falling in love with that girl. That's Mackenzie. That's Mackenzie. And, uh, yeah. we got married pretty quickly after, I mean, six, right. six months after. And, um, you know, that was, it all happened because of Hawaii. I got introduced to yeah. her through a friend from Hawaii. So oh, it all, okay. the reason I started in Hawaii was because it, that played a ma massive role Big in us part. meeting. Yeah. But we, I had one more semester left. And so we decided, okay, let's, um, after we get married in August, let's move out and finish up school at, in Hawaii. So we basically had a six month honeymoon, which was the, the best. Yeah. And, um, and we started selling these little wallets out there at farmer's markets and kind of got it going, you know, it was just a, yeah. hobby you know a few wallets a day whatever but yeah um when i was graduating i had this opportunity i could go kind of be what my dad was financial advisor which yeah growing up i just i just was not attracted to it i yeah. just the, this like the and there's nothing wrong with this kind of like sure. a plus b equals c mentality but like i i think i always knew i was an entrepreneur you know yeah and so i um, I resisted that and, but I was scared to tell my dad that, you know, I didn't want to, yeah, didn't want to hurt, hurt his, feelings. his feelings. Right. Exactly. But I, <laughs> he's always supported me. So yeah. I, I told him, I said, you know, this, thank you so much for an opportunity to come on with you and all that. Yeah. But quite frankly, like, I don't know if this is me and I'd love to start something of my own. He's like, yeah, you should start that wallet idea. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. Tell wow. all my clients really? about it. He's like, I use it. I love it. I'm like, really? That's he's awesome. like, yeah, go for it. And it, it was a total different reaction than maybe I thought you know, I was getting, you know, I thought yeah. he might like tear up. Maybe he did behind the scenes, but yeah. anyways, um, we decided after graduating, um, to go on, you know, Mackenzie and I said, let's give this six months. And I think it's easier to start when you don't have kids and you don't have sure. too many payments and all those yeah. things. So we, we said, let's go for it right now while we can. Yeah. And it panned out six months rolled around and, uh, it was a no brainer to keep going. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. It's amazing how things happen sometimes, right? Um, so you, you, um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but you, you, you and Mackenzie have two daughters. Yeah, two daughters right now, and one on the way. We don't know what it is yet, though. We right. don't know the, you know, male or female yet. But uh, so that's exciting. So you, you're busy. You got these younger kids. Obviously, you start this business as well. Um, you guys have have grown exponentially over the last you know even the last couple of years even right right um how how are you juggling all that how are you, you guys doing that because you guys are business partners right as well yeah yeah <laughs> so talk a little bit well, about that that's what's crazy with this whole thing is we started a business while we were dating you know tech i mean it was yeah. like it's always been a part of our relationship which for better or worse right i think right. there's some great things we've yeah um We've, I feel like we've expedited a level of communication that you don't naturally get with marriages, you know, early on because we're, we're making business decisions together. So there's uh, feelings involved in that regard and there's strategy and those types of things that it helped in that way. But yeah. 
man, I'd be lying if I didn't say it wasn't, it was so stressful and so hard yeah. trying to balance a marriage and a business. And we're both stubborn people. And so it was, <laughs> I mean, we've gotten to massive arguments. You yeah. know, I've been slapped multiple times in the face, like <laughs> well-deserved too. Yeah. Um, but like those, the, like, and yeah. we still get into arguments. Like, I think yeah. we had a pretty big one last week. You well, know? you're like, a human. Yeah. You guys are human, just trying to do your best and, you know, doing all that's very stressful. Yeah, it's so stressful. It just is, yeah. Um, I can't remember your question, but... Well, I was just wondering, you know, how, just basically the dynamics of being married and also yeah. you, your business partners and oh, you got yeah. kids just and trying you're to trying to all. juggle all of this, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely, um, we're not perfect. I think actually earlier on, when you have so much on your list, for me, it was easier to balance things because I had to. It's like you're forced to, um, like if, if I really wanted to fit in working out, I had to be more regimented on my schedule. Like I, ha I had to wake up at 5.30, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. If I wanted to re read and educate myself, whether that's like the scriptures or like just books or whatever, like I had to wake up early. And so- yeah. Um, I think it was early, earlier on, it was actually like, I was probably more disciplined and more balanced. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. and actually I remember like having a, uh, an entrepreneurship teacher say like early on when you're starting a business, don't even try to balance things. Like there's no way it's going to happen. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's a challenge, you know? Right. You're so like, I okay. like, made sure I yeah. like, was really regimented. <laughs> um, now I think we've gotten to a place with the business side of things where we have built a really solid team and the team mm -hmm they i would say they carry most of the weight as as far as like in sure. the weeds type day-to-day -day right. stuff yeah where our tasks now as as business owners is more high higher level you know managing yeah. people strategizing and just protecting the culture and the vision of the company yeah so there's that weight which is a different weight you know it's still yeah. just as stressful it's just it's just a different responsibility I, i'm no longer having to go in and set up email campaigns anymore you know or right the, like post on social media or <laughs> take photos or anything like you know that but um but now it's the stresses of okay what's the next year look like three years so there's that that i'm trying to balance right. with more so like my mental health side of yeah. things um and then yeah with kids we we knew early on if we we're going to start a company that the culture of our company was to put family first that was mm. like Everything we we decided in our culture was um, there's no office hours, there's no vacation mm. policy. Like it's just you know, and we're true to that. It's not just you know, you're not just saying we're it. saying it. Yeah, like you guys live up to we that. We for sure live up to it. And so, meaning when you say no vacation policy, it's like if you need time off, take time off. Yeah, I think that we wow. always try to lead instead of like creating policies. We we just lead with context. So okay, you know, we give freedom with accountability. So there's still Sure. There's still things that you have to do. Basically, it's like as long as so long as you're getting what you need to done, and as so long as you're not hindering others from getting their job done, then you're welcome to spend your time how you want. Whether that's take your kid to soccer practice or go on a vacation to Hawaii for two weeks, you know, yeah. as long as you can still manage both. And, anyways, um, that that has been a blessing yeah. because, and and I think one thing Mackenzie and I decided too is that if we're going to say that we have to set the example because you could say it all day, right. but if the owners aren't really doing it, exactly, people aren't going to do it. Yeah. So we make sure, I think last year we took like, I don't know, 15 or so vacations, you know, yeah. like we were out of, out of the country. Yeah. Out of the doing state. your thing. Yeah. Um, so that. as far as like balancing family life mm -hmm. and work life, we, 
we've done a pretty good job, I would say, at that because we know where what is most important to us. Yeah. And um, and it's nice to having started a company with your spouse. There's so many hats that you're constantly wearing, and so there's throughout the day you can't just have your set schedule and that's it. Right. You have to be willing to flex. You know, flex like. I think yesterday Mackenzie's like, yeah, I'm running late for something. Can you go pick up the girls from school? And I was like, easy, done. I got it, you know? And then like took an hour off of work and went to the jump place, you know, those types of yeah. things, right? Like, yeah. Um, so there's flexibility and an understanding with a spouse that's also your business partner, which yeah. is kind of nice. Sure, that, yeah. That comes built in. Yeah. Um, but there also are some complications, especially as the business grows and as your family grows. Mackenzie um wants to be a mom right sure, and, and yeah. i and so there's like it's really difficult for her to want to be a cmo yeah. and a mom be there for her kids and so she made a really tough decision a year and a half ago to step down and so she she's still involved especially sure. at like executive meetings and kind of yeah. higher level stuff but she um she's more at home now yeah. um and so that was hard for her because she loves work and she needs work for her own mental sanity can imagine yeah yeah so. well it goes back to what you guys are saying if if we're going to if we're going to put family first and this is what we're preaching in our culture here at our company we better be living it too and that really what she's doing is practicing what you guys have been preaching right like as hard as it is i'm, I'm sure it's hard yeah but she also hey i want to be a mom first here yep yeah wow. no it's it's tricky especially because she's also uh very f feminist in the in that she stands for women empowerment and yeah. and um, representing, she loves to represent that sure. women can be successful in business. Both sides. Both sides. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so hard, right? Like yeah. the balance, it's like you can, mm -hmm. you can be successful in business and you can be a good mom. It really makes it that much more difficult to be both at the same yeah, time. Right. Um, she sure. kills it though. It's amazing well, what she no, does. And she is a, she is a very confident, strong person. I know that, um, just by following you guys. I mean, in the, the, the things she says, the way she talks, the way she carries herself, yeah, couldn't agree more, and uh, and and she's doing it. Yeah, you guys are she's, doing it. She's I mean, incredible. Awesome. I think I in the past year and a half, I've learned more about who I married. In that, like mm -hmm. I, I definitely married up. Like I, it's crazy to see what she has yeah. been able to accomplish with so much on her plate. Not only just at Thread and being a mom, but she's passionate about certain, you mm -hmm. know, like women empowerment, and yes. um, she's ran, she's raised. I think probably I would say I don't miss a guess maybe like seventy five thousand dollars and um, a bunch of hygiene products for to donate to schools and other right. organizations for women. Yeah, um, wow. and it's just like it's awesome. She goes for what she really wants. Yeah, and she doesn't let anything get in the way. Anyways, I'm just I admire my wife. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mackenzie. Wish you were here, but uh, but yeah, no. You guys are obviously make a great team. You know, both with the family and with your organization. And what you're doing, and the nonprofit. Uh, I love that Carry On Foundation and what you guys are doing with that. I think that is amazing. I'm so excited. Again, like I said, when I watched uh, Brooklyn's story, I I was in tears, but just but it was almost happy tears at the same time because of how she's handling it and then yeah. how you guys are really you know spotlighting her Carry On attitude. I think everyone has a story that that yeah. can reference the Carry On narrative for like, sure. It it could be as small as stubbing your toe to. <laughs> Um, right. you know, some of the stories I listen to on your po yeah. podcast, which is, yeah. you know, um, sexual abuse, eating yes. disorders, addiction, yeah. um, lost family members, yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And, 
every pain, all, all pains aren't created equal, you know, some yeah. are internal, some are external. Um, Amberly, the one that she lost, almost lost her leg, almost like, lost her leg. Just so many crazy things that then trigger addictions. And then that creates more pain, emotional pain, whatever. And it's just, life is not meant to be easy. And I think I was actually talking with a therapist last night and he was talking, he, he believes, and I also agree that we need meaningful struggle in life. Yeah. Struggle is actually good as long as it's meaningful, right? You can, you can have struggle and it's really, it's actually puts you down in a hole. But if you, if you're pushing for a higher purpose and you aim for that and it's, it's supposed to be hard to get there. And if it's not, then we lose meaning in our lives. And then that's when sometimes depression kicks in or whatever. And so it's actually important that we kind of set our sights on uh, big goals, ambitious goals, a higher purpose. And that's actually what helped my mom was um, to end this story, I guess, to kind of wrap it full circle with my mom is she was on the streets. And I remember she had been in, in and out of the hospital like three or four times in two days. And uh, the hospital wasn't really allowing um, her to stay in there to detox because they just didn't have beds and right. she wasn't really willing to check herself into rehab. And so anyways, long story, she couldn't get in to a bed and all that. So I, I remember thinking we could keep trying the same thing and we mm-hmm. have for 30 years right. and it hasn't yeah. really worked. <laughs> what, what is it that that's going to change? And I remember thinking like my mom's a creative soul. Yeah. She loves art she's been a painter in the past and she she loves creativity yeah is there something i can do with her that can kind of re-spark this like creativity and so um i prayed about it and i i felt prompted to actually take her to michael's the next day instead i was i could Uh have taken her to the streets at some homeless shelter right i could have i don't know you know or which i had done that multiple times which is such an emotional that's such a hard thing to drop your mom off in the streets. Oh, I can't even imagine. Um, and so I was like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> wow. But I, I remember thinking, I'll spend the day with her. I'll invite my sisters down from Park City, and we'll do a day where we just do arts and crafts. Like that was kind of the prompting I had. And Jeez. to kind of wrap that story in a nutshell, we, my mom had written children's books, and so we decided we were gonna write a children's book that day. And it was right during Christmas time. So it was like, we were going going to write a children's uh, Christmas story that she could publish and read to all the grandkids. And and we were going to do all the illustrations too. And so we spent the whole day doing this. And I I told my mom and she was kind of like in and out, like still trying to sober (laughs) up. But I was like, mom, you really have a knack for this. Like you like, and you can help so many parents and kids through these stories because the story that she wrote through this throughout the day, this Christmas story was a story of hope and, and a story of looking at Christ. It was, you know, CC's magical Christmas tree. And what does the Christmas tree represent? It represents hope. Hope. So it was just, it all kind of came full circle. And, um, so I said, mom, like if you check yourself into rehab, you can you can actually come back we'll we can do these stories together we'll, we'll get them published like right. we'll work through these and and how many people can you impact how many people can you help and she, i think at that time she like her will started to turn like this is actually maybe why i've gone through so much is like now i can tell my story through these yeah kids stories right and so she got the higher purpose yep and and that i think really has pulled her and she's still writing and illustrating her kid her children's books really? it's yeah it's amazing that is amazing yeah what a story that is amazing. That blows my mind. 
You know, there's a quote by Mark Twain, and I don't know if I have it exactly right, but he says the two most important days of a person's life are the day they were born and the day they found out why. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you don't find out that why throughout all, until you go through the struggles like you were talking about, like right. even with what you've been through yeah, and it stuff. Yeah, take decades, and so, yeah. Yeah, can take, take a while. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing what I'm doing because of my struggles through my addiction. Yeah. Had I not gone through that, I wouldn't be talking to you today. Right. See that—that's where I start going. Wow, there is there's a reason that we go through these things. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then you said, you know, you've had dozens of people re- write you and say, "Thank you so much. It saved my life." Yeah, you know, you're saving lives or you're helping people. Yeah, right? that's yeah. It's just mind blowing. But yeah, thank you for sharing that. And wow, it's so neat. Um, so what are you know? You guys are obviously doing some great things. Do you, wh- do you have anything like what are your future plans? Do you do you think far ahead, or are you, are you guys just in the moment, or what? Yeah, what do you I, guys I'm, do? I'm definitely a visionary as okay. far as like I kind of live more <laughs> in the future than I sometimes the present. And I, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I I think the my lifelong pursuit is the Carry On Foundation. Okay, and so we're just getting going. It's it's fun to we've built this first skate park, and we have some big plans with we're trying to partner right now with Tony Hawk's foundation, which is the skate park project. Oh, wow. And that's awesome. um, I can see a vision for they've built 700 parks. If we can organize maybe programs within each of those parks or some of those parks. Um, and then you got surfing. There's a whole, you know, whole program for surfing, uh, snowboarding, skiing, and then outdoor recreation. There's the list goes on. It's just a never ending. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, that's the lifelong pursuit. If I can leave this world knowing that I set up a foundation that helps people and parents, you know, youth and parents to learn these life skills of resilience and overcoming fears and anxieties um, and to ultimately find mental health, yeah. uh, I feel like I've spent my life the right way, the way that I feel like it was intended. So yes, yeah. Thread is a big part of that because yeah. they run parallel they run mm-hmm. in tandem with each other but i think i can see the future being more spent on the foundation side of things than on gotcha. thread yeah and Mackenzie, um you know she shares a lot of the same um goals as me yeah she's dealt with uh severe ocd she has a i can't remember what what it's called but she pulls her hairs out mm-hmm. um and so she has she's constantly dealing with that she has you know bald spots in on her head and she's very open about these things. She's very vulnerable because, um, she knows that like, you know, we could paint this picture as we're all perfect threads going so well. We have two beautiful little girls and things are all great, but it's like, dude, it's not, it's not what it seems. There's so much internally too that's going on. And her mom was just diagnosed with cancer and going through chemotherapy right now. There's just, you know, everyone has that, right? I'm not saying these things to like feel any sort of sympathy, but it's like, yeah, that happens. Right. And if it's not now, it's probably in a year from now that yeah. something's going to happen. You know, yeah, right? right. Well, with that said, I'm glad you bring that up because I think people might look at you too and go, God, they've got it all. They've got their family. They've got this great business. It's it's booming, you know, but it it's not without the trials and the struggles. And, and you, you know, your wife, Mackenzie, posted something on her Instagram, and I'd like to read some of that if yeah. that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I love about it, you she's very vulnerable in this post, and – I just want to read to our listeners because, again, every one of us are going through something difficult. So if you're going through something hard, that's what we're, we're all in this together, right? And here's what she said. She goes, I want to let you on a little secret. 
You know when people say they're running around like a chicken with its head cut off? Well, come come to find out I'm that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, for all the strengths that I have, I almost I have almost double or triple the amount of weaknesses. For all the good you see, there's also lots of arguments with my husband, anxieties I deal with regularly. Um, here's a look at my imperfect life, the stuff you don't often see. And she goes on to list these off. You know, I cannot wake up early for the life of me. No joke. Today I got up about for 20 minutes, got the girls off to preschool, and then came back and slept till 11. <laughs> uh, she says she struggles uh, keeping up with text conversations. She goes, I have multiple email chains, even important ones that I that are waiting for a response. Um, she goes, I'm perpetually l- running late. And just ask my family and my teammates. <laughs> um, as hard as I try, she goes, I overbook or double book myself almost daily. Um, I haven't exercised regularly in probably a year. I've attached my phone. Uh, I'm, I'm attached to my phone like my toes are attached to my feet. <laughs> I have bald spots where she's pulling out with that OCD that she talked about. And she did talk about how her mom has cancer. Um, the baby's measuring small. There's piles and piles of laundry. Uh, we've eaten out far too much. <laughs> and she just goes on. And yeah. what I love about it is she's like, guys, this is real. This is really what's, this is just real life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people love you guys so much because you're just real. You guys don't sugarcoat stuff. And and not to say your whole life is bad. Uh, it's just saying, hey, we're going through this, but at the same time, there's all this great going on. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of coexist. Yeah, yeah. Right. right? Yeah. But I just love her way. vulnerability on that. She is. Yeah, she's amazing. I think she's, she's always been confident. You know, that's what, something that always attracted me to her. And to feel, to now kind of see that she's confident with being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's going to take, a lot of vulnerability if we're going to try to change our society and that yes you know, the stigmas around mental health yeah. and all those things we have to be confident we have to kind of step out of our comfort zone and yeah. say uh yeah i'm struggling um yeah i've been addicted to opioids for right. a year or yeah i've i've looked at pornography yeah. you know way too much right yeah. or whatever it is like yeah. i don't know what what it is eating disorders sure you know and and being honest with yourself and not that you have to have a confession with sure. everyone right like yeah. it doesn't need to be posted but just being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, okay, I do need help. And yeah, it's okay that I'm, I'm weak. You know, I, I saw my dad go through cause he kind of, as my mom went through a lot, he felt like he had to be this rock, right? Like, and not yeah. show any weakness. Yeah. And, um, it kind of came back with vengeance in his like 55 years old, went through this crazy midlife crisis the past five, six years, got addicted to al- opioids and alcohol and, yeah. Um, started living somewhat of a double life, you know, yeah. and it, um, he was just, I think he was scared to be vulnerable yeah. and admit that he was suffering from anxieties and depression. And, but if he could have just, now he can say those things, but if he could have just a- acknowledged it and been humble enough to say, yeah, I need help, they probably would have avoided a lot of this, the struggle, the yeah. unnecessary struggles, right? Exactly. So, yeah. anyways, uh, I think if we really want to change our society, which I think it's going in the right direction, this vulnerability is mandatory. For sure. You know, I love that you say that about vulnerability. You know, with with the clients I deal with and people I work with, we always often say the amount of vulnerability you're willing to express will be equal to the amount of happiness you'll experience in life. Oh, I love that. So if vulnerability goes up, happiness goes up. If That's vulnerability so- goes down, happiness goes down. Mm-hmm. And and it is scary to be vulnerable. I mean, your wife's post is a very vulnerable post. 
But when, when I was reading the comments, people were just like, thank you so much. I needed to hear that today. You made my day. Or you know what? It makes me want to be more vulnerable. I mean, the list went on. I don't know if you ever read the comments, but yeah. I was blown away. That's the power of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And then people connect with Mackenzie through this post. Mm-hmm. And I did. I was connecting. I'm going, geez, I feel just like this half the time. Yeah. So I was so grateful for that. And I think it just, not only does it create happiness in your own life, it gives that hope you were talking about earlier to people who are going, oh man, they're they're regular people. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they're doing great over here, you know, oh, right, no, right. they're regular people. 100%. Wow, I yeah. love that. Love that. Thank you for, yeah. I think, wrapping that up, tying a bow on it. It's, yes. uh, yeah. it's a beautiful principle that yeah. I've come to learn in the past few years that yeah. I'm so grateful I've learned yeah. now before it's gotten, I would say, t- too late or right yeah, like for sure too deep wow well i'll tell you um this has been great to sit down with you i mean i to be totally honest with the listeners i didn't know where this was going to go today <laughs> i thought we we're going to talk thread wallets the whole time <laughs> you know and i know everyone yeah. has a story but thank you for yourself being vulnerable and talk Absolutely. about your struggles that you went through as a child and seeing your mom struggling and again we're glad she's doing well um, but thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that portion of your life. It's uh, it's honestly really refreshing. Yeah. And um, thank you for giving me a platform to share that story. Yeah. And it's therapeutic, honestly. Like it genuinely is yeah. uh, so empowering to be able to tell some of that. And I you know, probably could have been even more vulnerable with my own struggles, personal struggles. But yeah, yeah thank you for giving me a platform. Thank, You're welcome. Thank you for... Um, Hopefully our story um, has helped or will help these people that sure. your audience. I, I really, I have no doubt that, yeah. that it will. Cool. No doubt. Well, thank you. Well, so couple last things here. If people want to reach out to you, they want to know more about thread wallets. They want to know more about you and Mackenzie. They want to know more about your foundation. What's the best way for them to do that? Um, I'm only on LinkedIn, uh, all other social <laughs> media. You. I just got rid of, <laughs> um, and then Mackenzie's on Instagram, Mackenzie Bauer, and then, uh, LinkedIn as well. Okay. But I can even share my email, Colby at threadwallets.com. And you can reach out to me there too. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And then as yeah. far as thread and what we're doing at carry on, um, just follow thread on social media, Instagram. Um, okay. you can, look at what we sell on threadwallets.com kind of check out more about the company too there so yeah yeah go to threadwallets.com and you can look up some of these carry on stories and you i mean i looked up brooklyn's and i was crying but it was those tears of joy seeing this woman go through what she went through and and to to rise above it it's just beautiful so i love that you're doing that um if there's someone listening to you right now colby this very moment who is struggling you've already said a bunch of really amazing things but what would you say to that one person right now who is struggling? What what could you tell them right now? I don't know. It's probably not going to be as profound as you'd hope. Um, but I think the what I've come to learn in the cure for addiction or mental health when you, I kind of distanced myself from my mom for too long and my dad that when they got divorced Yeah. and I came to realize that as hard as it would have been to, to actually get closer to them as opposed to further away, mm-hmm. I think that would have helped them and helped me understand them 
more and understand my parents as humans. Um, and that could be a sibling. It could be a son or daughter, grandma, whatever it is, whatever relationship. But I think our natural instinct is to run away or stay away from pain. And, because there's mental health that you have to consider like my own anxieties being close to my mom i knew that if i was too close it would my the roller coaster would just be too much to handle so i had to distance so there's there's that yeah but i think what my mom needed the most was human connection Mm. and uh you know social life sure and so i think that i would just challenge if you have the tendency to distance yourself or whether that's you with the addiction or whatever that's going, you know, going through a hard time or somebody else to look for that and, and try to actually get closer to them. And it can, it doesn't have to be physically closer. It could be even just like a text here and there or whatever. But sure. I think that, um, the human connection equals human development. I think like Ooh. we, we can, yeah. we can find progress with each other yeah. and it sometimes doesn't come siloed, you know? Yeah. Right. So, Boy, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Connection is powerful. Um, I often say connection is where suffering comes to die Um, because I do believe Mm -hmm. when we're not connecting, we're suffering. Mm -hmm. When we finally connect, even just this conversation I'm having with you today, Colby, like this has been great for me. Yeah. (laughs) Just sitting here. It's been therapeutic for me because we're connecting. I love it. We're truly connecting. And I know anyone listening to this is connecting. So I hope you guys feel a little less suffering in your life. And, And I love that advice about what he just said about connecting. So make sure you reach out, R- reach out to me. If you don't have anyone to reach out to, I would be happy to, as you guys well know that I, I'd be happy to help any way I can reach out to Colby, check out his stuff. His organization's amazing. And, uh, but I can't thank you enough for being here. I also can't thank you enough. This was amazing. Yeah, this has been fun. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun and I love you guys for tuning in. Uh, I told you today was going to be great. I just I pinch myself every week, man. I get to sit down with these amazing people and hear their story firsthand. And um, I want to challenge all, all of you to li- as you listen to this, when you're done, find I know every one of you knows someone who's struggling. I don't care if it's a friend, a son or a daughter, a, a spouse, a coworker. Share this episode. I mean, just say, hey, I thought of you. Send them the link when it's you know and i promise you it opens up the door and it really just helps get the message out and i want more people to hear colby's story so all right love you guys thanks for everything thanks to our sponsors you guys are amazing and again colby thanks for all you're doing man good luck to everything you're doing thank you so much till next time everyone